Hi, a quick message from Juliet. As you may know, there's a combined strike going on with members of both the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. After discussion with the union about promotion of past struck work, we're electing to hold on to the next episode of I'll Be Pod for Castmas. Breaking kayfabe for a moment, the podcast isn't going anywhere, and Catherine and I will be reunited before too long. Instead, though, what you're about to hear is the pilot episode of a show recorded for the Moonshot Network's Patreon. That's at patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork, where Juliet and Riley Hopkins from shows like The Podcast Minds and Riley Hopkins and Their Amazing Friends get up at 7 a.m. And, and break down a piece of academic literature and language into something understandable. Solidarity forever. I hope you'll enjoy this episode of Bath and Butler Works. juncture it is already clear that one way the internal stability and binary frame for sex is effectively secured is by casting the duality of sex in a prediscursive domain this production of sex the prediscursive ought to be understood as the effect of the apparatus of the cultural construction designated by gender judith butler gender trouble mm-hmm. good morning juliet <laughs> good morning riley how are you doing this morning I um I'm remembering that I slept through a lot of my early classes in school <laughs> <laughs> or just straight up did not go to them in college. <laughs> and I have my coffee, I have made my breakfast, and I am I'm ready to to break down some academia made for the common parlance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So welcome, listener, to Bath and Butler Works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's good. No, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a halfway sequel to BBB, but it's different. Yeah. It's not there's not a function it's, it's, here. It's the one that you get confused for the other one. Yeah. I, did this ever happen to you? Did you ever get Bath and Body Works confused with Bed Bath and Beyond? Because that happened to me a lot growing so up. So the thing the the thing that I separated them so clearly in my mind was Bath and Body Works exists at the mall and only the mall. Bed Bath and Beyond is a big store that's next to the Hy-Vee, <laughs> next to the the grocery store, and so like I could okay. separate them, but only because their their locations were so uh, distinct that they they were they were different guys. So I uh, I'm gonna let you begin your day. We'll we'll continue talking, but yeah, listener, it's seven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> it is seven a.m. It is a great day to be alive. And so the passage, as you've just heard Riley read, reads, At this juncture, it is already clear that one way the eternal stability and binary frame for sex is effectively secured is by casting the duality of sex in a pre-discursive domain. This production of sex as the pre-discursive ought to be understood as the effect of the apparatus of cultural construction designated by gender. This comes from Judith Butler's Gender Trouble, uh, which, you know, we've got the, the 1990 version and the 1999 version and, and so on and so on. 
and I have both the <laughs> version of my phone here and then the the, the page version here. <laughs> this comes very early. Um, this is the after the prefaces and then section one. This is kind of chapter one, section two, more or less. The compulsory order of sex, gender, and desire. And so part of the idea here, and part of the reason why I thought this would be relevant to, to bring up, is the, the short order version is that you will occasionally see very well-meaning people say, I support trans rights. Gender is a different thing than sex. Like... Like holding up a sign, or wearing yeah, yeah, a like I, I got you. it. Like yes, yes, yes. Look, at, this is this is the proper ally work. I am saying all the correct things. Like got it. We're, we're crushing it. One of the reasons why I valued Judith Butler's writing in my heart is, you know, people say that Judith Butler's writing is like the height of inscrutability. Um, just that there's no there there. It's only academic language with no meaning and that anyone who mm. thinks there's meaning has like tricked themselves into like in the same way that like you viewed you you, you, you gazed <laughs> into the void and now the void is gazing back but the the void is academia <laughs> mm -hmm. or or like using uh, a magic eight ball and like assuming that there's like a real force <laughs> like trying to communicate to you yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. i can see why somebody might think that about academic writing but I think there's, I don't know whether you'd call that intellectually dishonest or just like uh, approaching in, in bad faith. Well, because... there's, mm -hmm. there, there is like a, a, there, there is people who see a, like a, the academic speak and go like, like the academic, like a fucking language, right? Like how people mm -hmm. tell people who write this kind of style, right. And they go, just use words <laughs> and they and they and then they bounce off of it which is like it, it's not anti-intellectualism but it is like it's something that is dangerously close to that mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and like that, that's an interaction that i've had with with uh academic stuff like this is like i i, I struggle with it a little bit because it, it takes that extra like i need to dig into each of these words to figure out the meaning but I know that I know now, like as an adult, that like people do that because each of these words has a specific meaning. <laughs> that meaning then becomes important for what the point is. And so it cuts down the paragraph by four sentences to make it to use bigger words. But it also means that, like, I don't know what pre discursive is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also recommend reading Butler. Uh, similar to reading Joyce, the way you would play certain video games, which is just like, put your hands on the controls and just button mash around. Just like, <laughs> go forward, you won't understand, but eventually you will. Yeah. Like eventually something will hit a, a moment of crystal clarity. And so having introduced some things, I'm going to do a little bit more reading from, from the passage that, okay. that leads up to today's passage. All right. Although the unproblematic unity of women is often invoked to construct a solidarity of identity, a split is introduced in the feminist subject by the distinction between sex and gender. Originally intended to dispute the biology as destiny formulation, 
The distinction between sex and gender serves the argument that whatever biological intractability sex appears to have, gender is culturally constructed. Hence, gender is neither the causal result of sex nor as seemingly fixed as sex. The unity of the subject is thus already potentially contested by the distinction that permits of gender as a multiple interpretation of sex. And okay. so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this is the, the first paragraph of, of this, this section. And so this is part of the idea, part of what draws Judith Butler to this topic, despite what we end up getting out of it much later on, part of what draws them to it is trying to figure out, like, what is the thing that feminism is about? Mm-hmm. What is the thing that, like, feminism is a study of? What is the thing that we are studying? And one of the things that makes gender trouble so great is is they take on a lot of kind of the history of you know, <laughs> French thought uh, mm-hmm. on on these on these topics and bring about like hey here's what Foucault said and here's maybe some problems with that here's what um, de Beauvoir has said and here's like but if that's true then this is what this means you know is are women the sex which is not one uh, <laughs> or you know building on old ideas of there's one gender uh like men don't have a gender they just are and then women have a gender applied to them fascinating they are gendered as not default (laughs) (laughs) which like just absolutely falls apart in our modern (laughs) world yeah you recognize that just like a few hundred years ago okay yeah that's (laughs) that's like cutting edge technology here <laughs> women are cutting edge technology uh-huh. <laughs> wow this latest update is wild uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know i think men might be a little overtuned as they say <laughs> nerf nerf please nerf no mm-hmm. one like I, people will just drop games when they join a game. And they see a band there, they'll just not participate in the game. You need to detune. You need to nerf them. And so, one of the things that that Butler is kind of not attacking, but but opening up here is this idea that okay, well, there's sex and then there's gender, and we can say these are two different things, and there's kind of a discrete difference between mm. the two. And then we can say uh, sex is nature, gender is culture. And then you can kind of pin some things to gender and some things to sex. And maybe that could work out for your like formulation. Yeah. Well, because but... it comes down to wanting to to wanting to do to formulate things. Right? It comes down to wanting to like, here is the formula for 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 queer. Here's the formula for cis. Here's like here's like the, the exact science way this happens every time in trying to like uh what stratify is that the word it's trying to trying to like to like get those into place and say like these are the 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 truths like gravity or or sun heating up the ground this is a a truth in the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a fool's errand <laughs> this is what we think of as you know part of the pre-discursive domain is what is the thing that exists before the discourse yes okay that's what I 
So I, I did a little practice where I took this pair, this, this segment you gave me and I tried to break mm-hmm. it down in what I thought it meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I was very excited. I'm very excited to hear that that is before the discourse. Cause that's what I wrote. Uh, where I, I I I translated in my brain at this juncture, it is already clear that the one way that that one way the internal stability and binary frame yada yada is mm-hmm. the right now the way we as a culture understand and control sex is because we cast sex as something that is before discourse before the ability to argue is that close? Yes, I, I'm going to read a little bit more, and okay. I think a little bit more will be open. Also, remember to start getting ready for the day too. I I already did. I got up earlier. Oh, great. (laughs) This is very fun then. Okay. Next paragraph. If gender is the cultural meanings that the sexed body assumes, then a gender cannot be said to follow from a sex in any one way. Taken to its logical limit, the sex-slash-gender distinction suggests a radical discontinuity between sexed bodies and culturally constructed genders, which, you know, that's part of what we're talking about, the idea of do you have this body which comes with a sex and then this gender which is just entirely culturally constructed? Mm-hmm. Assuming for the moment the stability of binary sex, it does not follow that the construction of, quote, men will accrue exclusively to the bodies of males or that, quote, women will interpret only female bodies. Further, even if the sexes appear to be unproblematically binary in their morphology and constitution, which will become a question, (laughs) there's no reason to assume that genders ought also to remain as two. The presumption of a binary gender system implicitly retains the belief in a mimetic relation of gender to sex, whereby gender mirrors sex or is otherwise restricted by it. When the constructed status of gender is theorized as radically independent of sex, gender itself becomes a free-floating artifice, with the consequence that man and masculine might just as easily signify a female body as a male one, and woman and feminine a male body as easily as a female I forgot that I need to read. I need to see it to process text. (laughs) I forgot all the ways I learned. For the for, you know, for the bionicle thing, it's you reading the wiki, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> I've never been in the learner's position. The presumption of a binary gender. So, so this, you know, coming from a uh, early '90s position, right? Um, mm-hmm. th- this this coming from a position from a long time ago seems like okay. Yeah, this is pretty cool, pretty novel. A suggestion that the binary system doesn't make much sense. And especially as long as we do recognize that gender is culturally constructed and not derived from biological sex, that yeah, uh, the the existence of the binary is like kind of silly uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and our adherence to it or belief that it's like somehow special or like valuable is like, that that doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Like right, right here, <clears throat> where they say the gender itself becomes a free-floating artifice, is where it's it's hitting on the point of like, yeah, there is like, like it 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 hits on the point, but doesn't uh doesn't get too far into it because I'm not sure it can, I'm not sure it, I'm not sure it knows what it, it is saying here in the like the gender is fake, it can be whatever you want, 
because mm-hmm. it then goes back down to the with the consequence that man and masculine might be just as easily signify a male body. It's it, it itself is still sticking to the uh, the binary here, and I wonder mm-hmm. if that's either because it's making a point or if it's because it is uh it it cannot concept mm-hmm. the uh. Thankfully, the former, which is part of why I'm bringing it to the table today. Sweet. Uh, (laughs) Next paragraph. This radical splitting of the gendered subject poses yet another set of problems. Uh Can we refer to a given sex or a given (laughs) gender without first inquiring into how sex and or gender is given through what means? And what is sex anyway? Is it natural, anatomical, chromosomal, or hormonal? And how is a feminist critic to assess the scientific discourses which purport to establish such facts for us? Does sex have a history? Does each sex have a different history or histories? Is there a history of how the duality of sex was established, a genealogy that might expose the binary options as a variable construction? Are the ostensibly natural facts of sex discursively produced by various scientific discourses in the service of other political and social interests? <laughs> now, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Riley, do you think that the ostensibly natural facts of sex are discursively produced by various scientific discourses in the service of other political and social interests? I do think that, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I think you're trying, I think that seems pretty clear. <laughs> and this is the joy of this, right? Like you're like, hey, wait a minute, this is right. Yeah, you you, well, you have to like breaking it down in the way that we're doing right now, where like you mm-hmm. are going slowly through it, and then we take a second to be like, what the fuck did we just say? And like keep mm-hmm. pulling down. Like there's there's moments where this is not the most complex text I've ever been given. This is not the most like a mm-hmm. uh, indecipherable shit i've ever read because like i understand most of these i understand most of what they're saying like they're still speaking in a conversational term and in a in a in a, in a way that isn't like a, a paper right like mm-hmm. where it is up here and it is it's gone like and what is sex anyway is it natural anatomical chromosomal yada yada like they're doing like run-on sentences they're starting a sentence with and they're still doing this in the way where it is a little bit orated it is a little bit like i'm just i'm just writing and seeing where mm-hmm. it goes, which is better to me than like the version of this that is like I am somebody who has had all the joy of writing pulled out, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I am doing just like little like I am I am only writing in the academic voice. This has a conversationality to it, which makes mm-hmm. makes me understand it. There's no acronyms in this. There's no uh, uh-huh. <laughs> there's no Greek characters. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If the immutable character of sex is contested, perhaps this construct called sex is as culturally constructed as gender. Indeed, perhaps it was always already gender, with the consequence that the distinction between sex and gender turns out to be no distinction at all. We got him, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that alone could have been so many of these things could be like, okay, and that's, you close the chapter. Like, you've, you've finished your yep. point. But then it's like, okay, and what if we just go a little bit further? What if we, you know, take a few more more steps further? Well, in the 90s, too, which is mm-hmm. a important context for, like, this this piece, right? Is like, it is written in the 90s. And so, like, that is, like, 
that is before like any sort of public consciousness begins to process any of these questions, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that is it is frankly very cool to to read a older text that then just goes like, none of this shit really makes sense, does it? <laughs> and be like, wow, this came out. We still just kept doing it. <laughs> and I think this is part of you know one of the values of gender trouble is this is largely being derived from trying to solve some questions in like feminist criticism and the net result is it's not like gender trouble is the only you know canon text we have but gender trouble ends up having a very outsized impact in queer studies in the 21st century Mm-hmm. A lot of people read this alongside reading other things and go, wait a minute, what if we focused on this part? <laughs> I think there might be more to say. Uh, and, and so not just saying, listen, you can think of sex and gender as different. And then, but really, you know, they kind of combine together. Really, there's there's a lot more there. Really, these things are entirely like politically set up. And the free-floating nature of gender also applies to sex, etc. But we go on a little bit further about not just that that is happening, but maybe a little bit of why it is happening. It would make no sense, then, to define gender as the cultural interpretation of sex, as many people would, even in our mm-hmm. present day, Yeah. if sex itself is a gendered category. Gender ought not to be conceived merely as the cultural inscription of meaning on a pre-given sex, a juridical conception. Gender must also designate the very apparatus of production whereby the sexes themselves are established. As a result, gender is not to culture as sex is to nature. Gender is also the discursive cultural means by which sexed nature or a natural sex uh-huh. is produced and established as prediscursive, prior to culture, a politically neutral surface on which culture acts. So, so what what this thing is is saying, what it is laying out here is the act of like, uh, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I had it, and it's it's fading, but gender itself being being separate from. Gender itself is what makes is what makes people claim that sex is prediscursive because because by the fact that gender is separate from it necessitates for some people sex to exist as uh, as as you know natural like no one would say natural if they didn't feel like they had to defend they needed to defend the binary from gender maybe and yes yeah i think i not know but i'm gonna add or kind of twist that just a little bit uh which is to say that gender kind of exists to output all of the like cultural changes of what we think of as gender and sex and everything and be like there's that any of the like the the real unsteadiness any of the real like well, wait a minute there's there isn't a thing there mm-hmm. <laughs> wait a minute we made up all of the stuff any of those like discomforting feelings any of those ideas can then be 
kind of handed over, uh, divided over into being just that's that's gender, that's culture. Yeah, sure, gender right. can change over time, but that keeps sex as like sacrosanct. Yeah, that it keeps... keeps sex as natural. So you can anytime something changes, anytime something like happens to be cultural, even if we thought of it as sex before, well, now we can just push it over into the gender part, and that keeps sex uh pure yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> it, it allows the binary to continue to exist un unobstructed and unharmed by by gender mm-hmm. and then you know the ideas of gender kind of color how we think about sex and like you know both the individual details and the superstructure kind of reinforce each other in interesting ways well, it's how you it, it, like. It's how you get like someone on Tumblr going like, "I just think that cottage car is is women love women," <laughs> and I think that <laughs> that, that, that urban witch is is MLM, and I can't explain why. <laughs> it's like you've done you've done Barbies and Transformers. Good job, great. I, I do think a lot of those posts are like intentional jokes. I I <laughs> I have to imagine it is a teen. Who's figuring things out still? <laughs> no, I I genuinely think a, I think verging on a hundred percent of those posts are like in on the bit. It just people don't think that they're in on the bit. <laughs> I I <laughs> I think those are like commentaries on gender, not like actual <laughs> coincidences. If if that makes sense, I uh, hope that is mm-hmm. true. <laughs> This is, I mean, this is a thing I, I earnestly believe, but. Right. Uh, and I love this idea of a politically neutral surface on which culture acts. Because mm-hmm, <laughs> how mm-hmm. often, you know, like, America, <laughs> listen, so- you might not care for modern politics, but America exists as a, like, freedom sharing place a politically neutral surface on which yeah. culture acts you know uh-huh. when i think things... of america i definitely think of it as a politically neutral service on which culture acts and i would struggle to think that nearly anything is politically neutral right it's such a, a hilarious are, dunk are presented to us as oh sure you may have your newfangled ideas and like honestly if you've ever talked to like a cis ally who's like, yes, they're an ally, but they're growing tired of you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Oh. This like, I uh, or I mean, this is part of the 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 liberal idea, right? Is that mm-hmm. there is something separate from the politics. There is something separate from material reality. Uh huh. Uh huh. It is the people who are like, I'm friends, I, you know, I can put politics aside for friendship, so I don't bring this thing up. And it is that, like, that in itself is like, how could you do that when politics is my entire life? <laughs> Everything I do is political. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip of water here. Absolutely. I've been slowly sipping out my coffee. I usually mm-hmm. save three cups for work, but I broke into one early. This construction of sex as the radically unconstructed will concern us again in the discussion of leave stress in structuralism in chapter two and then we are back at this morning's passage mm-hmm. uh which i'm gonna ask for you to read for us one more time 
Yeah, at this juncture, it is already at this juncture. It is already clear that one way the internal stability and binary frame for sex is effectively secured is by casting the duality of sex in a pre-discursive domain. This production of sex as the pre-discursive ought to be understood as the effect of the apparatus of cultural construction designated by gender. How then mm -hmm. does gender need to be reformulated to encompass the power relations that produce the effect of a pre-discursive sex and so conceal that very operation of discursive production? Exactly. I love that, that ending question. <laughs> the other thing that helps here is is the like uh, be reading it. I, I assume it's in a similar way to how Shakespeare works, right? Where reading it itself makes it easier to read, hearing it with your ears, mm -hmm. because like like trying to just read it, you 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 can miss the flow of how the conversation goes. Mm -hmm. You miss mm -hmm. the flow of like where our emphasis on words, and so. You know, one of the things, well, at this juncture, it is already clear. That means both in this story and at this passage of time, at this evolution of culture, mm -hmm. it is already, like, obvious. All you have to do is, like, break down the things that you know to be true <laughs> and, like, investigate them, and you will discover, you know, these these further things. It, it, it is already clear that part of that stability and binary, you know, the internal stability and binary frame... Uh, the idea of sex as a binary and the sex gender binary are both binary frames. And the internal stability, the thing that stops the idea of sex from tearing itself apart. <laughs> uh, you know, we're all familiar with like something be, being internally consistent. Yeah. And ideas too can have, you know, politics too can have internal stability regardless of their truth valence. And so, part of how that's secured, part of how that stability and part of how that binary are structured and made concrete is by saying sex is the pre-discursive. Sex is, is a domain prior to culture. And that ends up both enforcing both the binary of sex, qua male, qua female, but also the binary of sex, qua sex versus gender question then, when you say mm -hmm. qua what do you what is that it, what does that look like and what are you what are you saying oh uh q u a qua meaning i <laughs> so if i say i'm imagining them as scare quotes i kind of if i say a book qua book mm -hmm. i'm meaning like either the physical book itself or i'm referring to like the fact that you know it had to be printed on a printing press uh -huh. and that that sort of thing uh qua i believe literally latin meaning like what that is <laughs> basically it, is the, is the it's like a preposition in that yeah, sense, yeah 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 you know? I, I i get that okay okay it is it is not dealing with it is not uh talking about any it's 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 zoning out enough that you are like i'm talking about the thing and not necessarily the thing that I, is, is, i'm pointing at Right. Uh, and if I'm saying like, you know, male qua male, I mean, as it is said by people, mm -hmm. like as I'm not, I'm not introducing a new thing. I'm saying like the whole thing of, uh -huh. of, of what people mean uh, in specificity, we kind of have, have that idea. I should look up 
how to explain qua because I've been using it long enough that I. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did a good job. I, I, I understand. I understand what we're getting at here. Of 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 of, of yeah yeah it it is as common parlance would suggest as common conversation or like if you were talking with someone who had no foot in this, I mean. <laughs> It is it is the understanding that when I say tabletop games to a coworker, they're going to imagine they're not going to know what I'm talking about. But but like if okay. I say Dungeons and Dragons, like that's closer. Mm-hmm. Like if I talk about I, tabletop RPGs, quad tabletop RPGs, it's like oh yeah, like D twenty basic stuff that is the people will understand. But also, you mean not just what we all know tabletop RPGs could be, uh-huh. but what tabletop RPGs actually like are, are in the present. Yeah. Or no, are in the present moment and like to mm-hmm. to date as existing. What that thing has been up to the present moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and not just potential futures for it, which is what we often mean when we, you know, talk about nouns. Yeah. No, uh, Andrew and I were talking about uh punk last night on the podcast minds mm-hmm. and the 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 idea of punk and this the suffix that punk has become in replace of core. And then the genre of punk and what it is to be a punk, and like mm-hmm. it because it's something I feel very strongly about, right? And I, listener, you're already gonna have here, you're gonna hear this to like today, so I don't, or I guess a couple days ago, probably, but you get it. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna hear this eventually, but like Andrew and I were talking about how he is okay. a, uh, mm-hmm. I do, therefore, I can be considered, and I am a, I think I am, therefore, I am, or I, I, I want to be, and therefore, I am, because I, mm-hmm. And and I believe that like being a punk is like one of the like wanting to like saying I am a punk is the first step in like yeah you you are part of the punk community you are a, you are a mm-hmm. punk that that the most important thing is that you want to be here and the second most important thing is that you don't stop other people from being here <laughs> like like because okay. like the the Sex Pistols view on punk is like oh if you don't look like me if you don't sound like me then fuck you and like that's not what I want the rancid mm-hmm. view of punk is is like. Punk is up for everybody. I forgot where I started here. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you to 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 pivot it back to this yeah. topic. My brain is out of prescriptivism. Uh, yeah, prescriptivism. Re- that might be it. That might be it. That might be it. Yeah, and so like this kind of conversation, as we are uh, talking about like what common parlance would understand a a mm. thing as, mm-hmm. or what um like what what. A normal, what a punk normal qua punk would have been, yep. yeah. Punk qua punk, my new band playing a show in New York. <laughs> Come see me, at, yeah. Uh, we're playing at New York, <laughs> yeah. At New York, <laughs> there should be a bar in New York called New York, so you can go, like, I'm going to New York, New York, New York. Um, <laughs> uh, you fly into Newark, <laughs> so we've broken down the first sentence of today's passage. Uh, could you read the second sentence of it one more time for me? The second sentence, yes, I can. This production of sex as the prediscursive ought to be understood as the effect of the apparatus of cultural construction designated by gender. What do you think that means now? <sighs> the. the oh, I'm sorry, I have to type it out in order to like. Mm-hmm. Making, asserting that sex is 
before discourse and like dug in is un should be understood at, or seen should be should be seen as the effect of the apparatus of cultural construction designated by gender. I understand what that's saying. I'm having trouble phrasing it. Mm -hmm. Making so, sex as before discourse should be should be seen at, or not should be seen. Sure. Mm -hmm. I yeah. I think we can use seen here. Yeah. Should be seen as uh, a a a response a response a response to the construct to to culture's understanding of gender or caused by this whole you know it, it's funny to say as the effect of the apparatus of cultural construction designated by gender just feels like word salad but gender the thing that we're designating as gender uh mm -hmm is really an apparatus of cultural construction. It is a big weird machine <laughs> made where each mm -hmm. individual part of that machine are like cultural components. Each cog is a different like cultural component. Each gear, each sprocket, each each nut and bolt and like driving motor and everything. You know, like it, it's an apparatus. It, it contains manifold parts together, mm -hmm. kind of m moving that you can think of as one thing that you can name one thing and in the same way that an apparatus would work. It's culturally constructed. It's an apparatus. And we can call that cultural construction gender, mm -hmm. specifically that the idea of sex as pre-discursive is an effect of that apparatus. It is caused by that apparatus. It is one of the things caused by that. And it's one reason to do the gender thing is so that you can get this effect of sex produced as this idea of before ideas. Yes. <laughs> I think I think I grasped. Mm -hmm. I, I think mm -hmm. I grasped. So we, we do a big thing called gender. Uh -huh. Like like we were talking about uh, about fifteen minutes ago, we do yes. a big thing called gender, and that by doing that, we've created the ability to just point at sex and say that's natural. Yeah. That's the thing before yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets, that's the politically neutral service. Uh, and so this production of sex is the pre-discursive. Like <laughs> sounds wild. Mm -hmm. Ought to be understood as the effect of the apparatus of cultural construction designated by gender. But this is a way of like really specifically spelling out the thing that I was gesturing at, mm -hmm. at earlier. And while that's where we ended this morning's passage, there is, of course, the question that follows. At this juncture, it is already clear that one way the internal stability and binary frame for sex is effectively secured is by casting the duality of sex in a pre-discursive domain. This production of sex as the pre-discursive ought to be understood as the effect of the apparatus of cultural construction designated by gender. How, then, does gender need to be reformulated to encompass the power relations that produce the effect of a pre-discursive sex and so conceal that very operation of discursive production? How do we make implicit the connection that gender 
the effect how do how do we make how do we make it clear that gender is implicit in the creation of prediscursive sex yes and therefore what should we make gender into such that this whole idea of prediscursive sex is like shown to be the hogwash that it is yes you know what yes, I mean? yes, that, like, yes how do if we, we just use... accept gender as it is presented to us by culture then we will be accepting this false thing about sex but instead what what can we make of gender because we can make of gender and therefore we really can make of sex yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't have an answer for you, but I I I yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean but that that is both the rest of the book and the rest of our lives to uh to to explore, find and learn. But this is a big part of why um I always say you know, sex is a social construct. I think that's such a a powerful sentence on its own. That's such a powerful idea on its own because becomes so obviously true once you start breaking it down like yeah. at all yeah yeah awesome i understand mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I like to learn and i i i can i can i can see like i i like this structure because i think it is good to break down stuff like this in the way that we did today because i think mm-hmm. it is like i reading this is a, again a similar a similar feeling do I have when like I had wheels explain the different branches of socialism <laughs> <laughs> to sure. me uh-huh. where I'm like, Oh yeah, those are all things that make sense. And I think I already thought, but somebody said them now and mm-hmm. that gives me now a way to then process it and figure out how to then say it instead of just think it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, thanks for joining me, Riley, for this 7 (laughs) a.m. exciting lesson. A great way to start the day, I think. It's genuinely very nice. I like it a lot. I I don't know if I have time in my life to do this every 7 a.m., but also I'm like, wouldn't my brain be better if I, like, (laughs) had to contemplate a complex text on mornings and then break it down like w- would that not just like in in net make me a better person <laughs> we'll see but even if we can't speak for future days and future mornings we can speak for today and this morning and this morning is going to go well because it's a, it's great, a great day, day, to, be day to be alive i think that's I our gonna, sign off that's, it's good <laughs> it's it's good <laughs> You can find Riley at Riley Hopkins. Yeah, you you, you can Rev, find Rev, me Rye here Red. on the Patreon where you're listening to it. <laughs> you're here. Uh-huh. Share this with a friend. If if you know somebody who is like, man, I don't want to fucking read. Like I I get it enough. Share this with them. And 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 if 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 they if they like that, then hey, maybe maybe they can sign up for the Patreon too and and get into it as, as we go along. But. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. Juliet, are you also right here? I am right here. And also at Folly on Co-host. You might like that stuff if you like this stuff. Good night. Good morning. Good night. Good morning. <laughs>